y'all. My name is Tyler Maiden, and I'm an artist living in New Orleans. And I'm Michelle Eves, a writer living in Roanoke, Virginia. And this is Gallery Girl Radio, a podcast brought to you by creatives for creatives. It's a platform developed to give those with a purpose and a voice a place to do so. So be sure to like and subscribe for more creative content. All right. Okay. So let's let's get to going. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Hi, I'm Michelle Eves, and I'm Tyler Maiden, and this is the Gallery Girl Radio. Um, woo! woo! <laughs> this is our first episode, and it's been something we've both wanted to do for a very long time. Um, years, years, literally years. That's so sad. Years. <laughs> but I'm so happy we're finally here. We're finally doing it. Finally, using our voice others very excited yep even though we're miles and miles apart you know we are (laughs) um i'm for those of you who don't know us or uh don't know the story i'm here in virginia roanoke virginia um and tyler used to be but now you're you're yonder i'm i am i'm in new orleans now you know trying to make the art dream happen you're making yeah you are you're (laughs) not even you are yeah um can you please tell us about your work? I, I'm really excited about what you're doing over there. So um, basically right now, I've kind of been thrown into being a full-time artist because when I moved down here, my goal was kind of just to like work and like make art on the side. And then I always told myself like when I'm making enough money with art, then I'm making more money with art than I am at my day job. That's when I'm going to like quit my day job and go art full time. But of course, with COVID and everything going on, that happened a lot sooner (laughs) than I expected. So um, I was an after school art teacher and I obviously lost that job once the pandemic hit. So I was kind of forced to just just start doing art full time. Like um, my work really revolves around like representation. I paint a lot of black women. I paint black people in general, but I like to have like a message in my work. Um, And then with that, I got an opportunity to paint a mural with this project called the Plywood, Plywood Project NOLA. And it just is a opportunity that gave grants to artists so they could paint the plywoods around local businesses. And me being me, I didn't just take that opportunity to paint like, you know, a cute little saying of some flowers. Like I painted a little, uh, I painted some pieces with a little bit of a message and a little political that shook the table a little bit. So um, yeah, those I'm gonna be auctioning those pieces off to raise money for different charities and stuff. So that's mainly what I've been working on now. I feel like that was not to be rude, but that was a major downplay. It was not a little <laughs> political at all. That was a huge like masterpiece and it was very loud and a very beautiful piece. And we definitely will be putting a link or even a picture with the post of it, um, of the artwork you did. It was very representative representative of like what's going on right now with COVID and with connection. And I love that the original artwork you did was for a I mean, I didn't in, in, interpret them as, like, a white couple, but I guess, were they a white couple the first round that you did the commissioned piece for? Yeah, so, well, okay, so the the first, first one I did was of a white couple. Um, it, the reference was a white couple, but I didn't go, like, it was in black and white, so really, like, right. you could have... They were, like, grace Yeah, so in my mind, I felt like you could interpret it to be any race, but every most people... Um, took them as a white couple kissing with a mask on but my favorite part was the fact that I included real headlines from the newspaper that was coming to my doorstep every day so like I cut them out and I glued them and I like made it really like gave it a street art vibe Um, and this was at the beginning of the COVID thing so I made that and that really like popped off I made like a TikTok about it that was my first one that went viral crazy that was really weird and like because not weird but it was just unexpected and because of that tiktok um a young lady in california reached out to me to paint her and her boyfriend the same way she um she is indian and her boyfriend is i think it was just white i didn't really ask too much about their ethnic background (laughs) honestly i just got a picture of him 
and painted them. Um, but I painted them black and white too, and they had the same concept. They're a long distance couple that were, you know, hadn't been able to see each other because of COVID. So um, mm-hmm. she just wanted something that kind of celebra- still celebrated them, but didn't. Um, it wasn't as the one that I made for them wasn't as like serious as the first one. I kept the headlines a little bit more light, and so it'd be more like celebratory of the couple's relationship than to highlight all the stress and disaster going on in the world. So after I did that one, that's when I got the opportunity to paint the mural. And at first I was just gonna paint the same exact thing of the white couple kissing or whatever. And then everything happened with the Maude Aubrey. And I just really felt like, I went back and forth for a while. I remember like talking to you about it. Like, I don't know if I wanna like, do this this is a risk like people could not like it I, did, I wasn't really ready to like stand up there and defend my art but now I'm now I'm, I have no problem with it but in the beginning it, I had like a yeah. internal back and forth so I decided to change the couple to an obviously black couple I'm still in still in grayscale black and white um to have the same vibe use the same newspapers but I included um, a little memorial to Ahmad Aubrey on the side, and I added the quote, safer at home. This was before the Breonna Taylor incident. So even now, yeah. like, we're not even safe. Like, at right home. before. Yeah, right? it was literally right like, before. I think, like, within a week, right? Yeah. Or something. I think maybe like a week or two. But yeah, I remember when you said that, and my first thought was, like, when you were having that struggle of, like, do I get political with my art? I I did not say this to you at the time because you always lived to call me extra, but I immediately thought of the Harlem Renaissance and I was just like, what the, like, what? No, like, but another thing is for somebody to have an issue with your art, for somebody to see anything you do, especially the No Justice, No Peace, which is a beautiful comment. I really, I really like Thank that. You. It's a very, it was very simple yet loud, you know, message. And it sucks because the sucks is such an understatement, but like, if anyone has an issue with that type of art and by that type of art i mean an art with a voice then that is simply them admitting themselves as being a racist as being a non-progressive to change as somebody who thinks oh a voice should be silenced a narrative should be silenced and that's not the case right like so i think it's it's really amazing what you're doing and i think a lot of people including myself appreciate seeing things like that seeing art with activism thank you you know Thank you. <laughs> well, I this took is turning it. into a, a Tyler fan. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I don't, I just kind of like all these opportunities. I just really fell into, and I remember talking to my mom specifically, saying like, I have this opportunity that I'm probably never gonna get again. I literally got paid to paint that. Like they, the people in my project. Um, I am the only black artist in the project. There's about like ten artists all together. Um, that I've seen so far. I think there's one other black artist, but I'm not 100% sure. I know that I, in my like wave of artists who got hired to do this, um, I was the only black person and like I was talking to the rest of the people of the project and telling them my idea and they all kind of gave me their support. So that made me feel a lot better um, about doing it, like knowing that I wasn't just gonna be thrown out there for people to attack me with like nobody defending me. You know, like I knew I had like all the organizers that put it together, they were supportive of my message and you know, glad that I that I put it up there. Most of them hung out with me while I painted it so I wasn't alone because that's a really vulnerable both position to be in. Like I'm literally up on a ladder when I'm clumsy, you know this. (laughs) You are clumsy. (laughs) I am clumsy. I'm like trying to listen to music so I can like focus on painting but then there's also people coming up to me trying to talk to me trying to ask me questions and you never really know like who what somebody's intentions are and so you know you really start talking to them so um they really helped me a lot and I'm you know I'm really grateful for that and it's just like it's it's I don't know it like it it was a very weird experience like seeing people react to your art in like real time like it was <laughs> yeah like watching people actually process because when I was doing the no justice no peace one it really didn't make sense to the last day because that's when I put um all the details on it and stuff and I remember this man came up to me and he said no birds why can't we have birds <laughs> 
And I was like, no, like, it's, it's going to say no justice, no oh peace. And he was like, oh, no oh okay. Birds. Okay, that's dope. <laughs> that's so funny. But he, wow. He was so concerned. He was like, what's wrong with the birds? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He said, what's what I do to you? <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, God. Oh, wow. Was, that, was, that was hilarious. But yeah, I'm just kind of trying to keep the ball rolling like I never really thought I'd be like making this type of art that's quote-unquote political but I really don't feel that my art is political because like it's I feel like Black Lives Matter is a human rights issue not a political issue so exactly exactly very interesting that stuff that has to do with that is considered political when it's really and it is I mean like for it's such a shorthand and like me even calling it political it is a shorthand because to say someone else's life matters should not be something that is up for debate. It is, like you said, a human right, human rights issue. But it's something that we live in a systemic like situation where it's just like it's not, it's not. And I don't. It, no one who has a brain can understand it. The only people who can logisticize it are the ones who are against it. Which, anyway, is not here to make a divide. Not here to like you know. I mean, actually, I am here to make it. Yeah, I was about to say, you've been saying that. If you're going to be a racist, you should definitely feel uncomfortable right now. Like, if you're listening to this and this is making you mad or upset, then please head out and head to a therapist. But, um, yeah, I think that it it is activism, though, at its core, even if it's not political. It is, you have, you're using your voice for something. And I think that that's, it's good. I remember a year ago, about a year ago or so, you, uh, you tried to pay for a reading from a friend and you were trying to figure out what you were going to do and they were like, hey, nah, your spirit's got you. And look at you now. Yeah, like it... <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely having like a full circle moment. Like sometimes I literally just have to like get off of the internet and like turn my phone off and just process <laughs> for a yeah, day or that- two because I get like really, really overwhelmed because I think like while I'm in it like while I'm painting or like planning the painting or figure out what I'm about to do I don't really zoom out and realize like how big of a deal it is I think that's why I like downplay it whenever like in the beginning like I don't really know how to like describe it really like it's a very surreal thing and I think art is a very powerful way of activism because of course today with social media we're very visual people um somebody might not read an article but they'll look at a they'll look at something that I um painted or they'll look at a protest sign with a you know with like one sentence worth of information on it that's still important or they'll read a poem or they'll listen to a song more than they'll read like a whole article or a whole book so I feel like being the create creatives have a very interesting space right now like everybody has a platform they can be using and it's really cool to see people use it in their own way to spread awareness like I don't know it's it's great especially like just scrolling down my Instagram timeline and I'm seeing not only beautiful art but like with a message that's important it is it is a really interesting time to be a creative because I think what you're what you're touching on there is the attention span of our country is so minuscule and everything has to be you know that 60 second grab that um perfect thumbnail on the perfect video that can't be longer than this long because somebody will click out of it and um I mean prime example Black Tuesday Mm -hmm. like everyone was real and I I was I was very honest on Twitter I was kind of I was heated because I knew what was coming. I don't think that that's what was more infuriating to me than the act itself. Like, I know that it was, it had a really good intention, but it became so quickly a trend for people, I think, mm-hmm. in the sense of, like, they would post it, and then, like, since then, they've been very quiet on the topic. So, they're like, oh, I did my civil duties, and now they're back to, like, shaking shaking their ass, like, whatever. And that's cool, <laughs> live your life, do whatever, but, like, people are not living their life. People are getting their life taken from them. And because it's no longer trendy to you, because you're no longer using your platform and your voice for it, those lives are still being lost. Like, no, no difference is being made when you're not really making a difference. When you're doing your performance art pieces, you're just getting a round of applause when people are getting hung right. in the streets in California. Like, I... I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Like, uh... We've had five lynchings 
this week, like within the last week alone, public lynchings, and they're all being ruled as suicides. I don't understand how that's possible. We've had at least three protests that I've seen online being reported of footage of just massive waves of bodies and signs with messages and intention and peace. That's the emphasis, there's peace. There's no, like the, the riot action is not being done and there's not news coverage on it anymore because it's not exciting. It doesn't look like White House down. Right. It doesn't look like something that they can spin and convolute. It is stuff that is being born from, from what you are doing with your activism. The peaceful yet loud voice is being manifested and that energy is very like beautiful and connective and it's just making it matter because it's not flashy but it does matter because it's bringing people it's just such a never-ending cycle and i personally find myself very viciously like internalizing like i don't know what to do anymore this is like such a weird reality that basically you're having to beg others to care for others and that just doesn't seem real how can such a lack of empathy be on such a worldwide scale yeah and then some of those same problems still happen like within the black community because um i remember Mm -hmm. being on twitter and seeing people trying to break down colorism and explain colorism to people the same way we try to break down white privilege to white people and i'm like i'm not about to sit here and explain to you why dark-skinned people have a harder time the light-skinned people like Mm -hmm. a five-year-old like you don't know and I'm not gonna <laughs> like you don't have to like you like I'm not gonna sit here and break this down for you. Like if somebody is telling you this is my experience, this is what is happening, and here's what you can do to help me not go through this. Why is the response always that's not true? You're lying. Men do the same thing with women in general. Straight people do that's that. Like- straight people do well. Cis people do that to trans people. Straight people do that to gay people. And I feel like those. Um, issues have to be addressed in our own community so we can come together and fight the Black Lives Matter movement together and I hate when people are like try to say that oh that's not what we're focused on right now we're not focused on Black trans lives we're just focusing on right. you know we gotta we gotta do that one at a time no like it can happen which goes back to the like lack of focus people cannot focus and it can happen simultaneously it has to it has mm-hmm. to I literally just lit sage right now because I got so <laughs> I'm I'm so wow. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it has to be um, a multiple. It's not just one wound. It is centuries worth of wounds and infection and lack of care and uh, lack of opportunity. And like I mentioned earlier, like the Harlem Renaissance. That's like the last time that Black people were allowed to have something like loudly. And now it's just like there's like the whole like there's that constant tweet and constant like you know recycling of the term like not the term the saying of like oh like you want my culture but you don't care about my life like you want what like my entertainment but you don't care about who's giving it to you. It's like how many chads and bads out there are rocking MAGA hats while bumping to Kendrick? Kendrick! Like, that's what kills me. Like, what are you, like, what are you doing? I don't, I just, I really simply can't get it. Like, there's that one video circulating of this kid. He's wearing, like, a Trump jersey, which, why are we making Trump jerseys? And then he has, like, like, I'm like, like, what? And he's listening to This Is America, like, that's a TikTok song, and he's talking about how, like, his parents tell him not to be a Trump supporter in public. He has to hide who he is. Like, how do you feel about the footage of a little kid who literally hides behind a vehicle because he sees a cop coming? And then you have, like, this one, like, stupid little white boy, and it doesn't, like... It sucks also because I get so ahead of myself on these topics, but like the fact that white people are like, don't be racist towards me. Like, be, like it's not all of us. Like, okay, cool. Can you please use yeah. your voice otherwise other than to victimize yourself right now? Because you benefit. Please? You benefit from it. Like, even if you don't. And that's why the, the topic of privilege gets like so exhausting. Because it's like, even though you liter- you might not be personally out there calling somebody an n-word or you know you might not be in a mob trying to lynch somebody but you benefit from <laughs> the sy- systems that this country has put in place like you benefit from all of them the world is literally built for you to succeed not saying that you don't have any problems i'm sure you get sad too you know i'm sure you and your parents argue just like everybody else 
That's not what we're saying. We're saying that you there are certain things that you just benefit from as right. a white person. And I feel like, like I never, now I don't spend as much time as I used to. I used to spend some, especially like with people that I used to be friends with in Roanoke, I used to spend a lot of time like trying to explain those things to them because it's like, I know they mean well. Like I know that they're not violently racist. I feel like they just don't understand and I took it as my duty to like explain to people but at some point you have to be like you just don't want to get it and I'm not going to spend any more of my time trying to explain it to you but I will make fun of you because I like to laugh (laughs) and I will Uh, take a screenshot of that stupid thing you said and put on Twitter so everybody else can laugh too because you obviously don't (laughs) want to get it anymore yeah you have been like the Twitter police lately (laughs) I really do love you for that I, I love logging on to some Tyler activism. Like, that's, so, that's, that's, yeah. yeah, it's funny. Because, okay, if you think about it, what are the ways that you can be an activist without necessarily going to a protest? I would say I mean, number one would be addressing the people, like, in your everyday life. So, you know, your friends, your friends' friends, your friends' mom, the people you people you work with. That's a tricky mm-hmm. one, but I mean, I'm sure you can talk about that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I work, I will actually, as of um, this week, I will no longer be working for them. So I really don't care to say it publicly, but I work for Target. And um, I worked for them during all these riots, during the, the beginning of it. And I work with, I mean, there are maybe... There are two other people on my team of color, mm-hmm. and I think of mm-hmm. the two, the two of us are of the um, the four other employees of the entire store of color, and we're a pretty decently sized store. Like, I mean, like it's pretty big, but like with the riots, there was a lot of, and even like not even in work, I get a lot of messages from people that are like, "Hey, sorry you're uh, sorry you're of color. We get it. <laughs> what?" <laughs> I and it's said with such love. But like I got a text the other night at one a.m. They're like, "Hey, haven't heard from you in a while. I'm petting a dog, and I was just thinking of you. And um, I just want to let you know, I'm really proud of you for being a black woman in Virginia." Hmm. And I just had to like pause for a second because I was like, first of all, so I, I said something nice back. Like I don't know what to say to these things, but like, thank you, I appreciate it. Um, and they were like, yeah, I get it now. Like, I, I really do after doing my research. And I was just like, shh, ooh, red, I can't, le- I can't reply to you. <laughs> and like, I've talked to them since. So they like, no, and I'm not really like, I'm not trying to be shady. It's just like a matter of like the manifestation of your guilt to me. I don't need that. I need you to just continue to do what you were doing. Right. But anyways, back to my job. Working there was crazy because not only did the company do everyone dirty in the initial riots, but as far as the COVID testing goes, there was no care as far as I'm aware. And my, I, I don't know. I just, it's very infuriating working for a corporation that doesn't seem to value their people. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really seem to value people of color even more on a mass scale. Like, you're going to tell me you're going to fund one of the most racist police, police departments and that's okay with you. But yet you can't help people in need but you can help the people who are out here killing them just fine like you can't give your your employees um health benefits that aren't going to gouge their paychecks but you can certainly buy some new uh bazooka guns for the local law enforcement how does that make that make sense please please (laughs) i just i don't get it and i i've had coworkers who have had very open conversations a lot of them are younger a lot of them are white and I do, I do, I, I, I enjoy being around them and I enjoy the conversations and they're nice to work with. And I've even hung out with a couple of them outside of work, you know, before the Corona situation. But um, there are some conservatives in the mix who like are shocked that racism is a part of their family. Like I'm watching a lot of like white people realize that they're racist or that their families are racist and they're like what yep. and i'm like dude i've known this about you your whole like you didn't know <laughs> it's like, like wow you did, like you didn't realize sorry i have a, a family member who sent me a screenshot of another family member's facebook post and it was of george floyd's uh police record 
like of all of his i guess he has like a small rap sheet like it's like whatever like wh- like what like that and they justifies said, oh. his death like- yeah this man had the balls to say oh what a what an upstanding citizen um a pillar of the black community yeah right get over it sir you cash disability checks and you don't you don't do you don't speak to people like what you like i i don't know i'm getting off topic but the point speak is speak on it speak on it sis it's just so <laughs> i don't know man my my like my white side really just does test me and i just don't understand you can be okay with that and you have black family members sitting with you at dinner tables like you were never okay with that. Like, I remember there was a slight uproar when my father married my stepmother. My grandfather, biologically, has still never spoken to me because I'm Black. I've never oh met gosh. him. He's never met my sister. Yeah, you didn't know this? Yeah, no, he refuses to meet us. He disowned my mother, like, when she had me. And then he has not spoken to my younger sister since. Like, I, I mean, ever. So, I'm so sorry. yeah, like, it's... I mean, it's, I'm not, if he's a racist, like, I don't need that. Like you go sit on your horse farm, go broke that mountain by yourself. (laughs) I just like, I just, I don't know. It's crazy. Like how the, and I've been around so many white people who hold it. Let me know if you had this, they'll be like, you know, you're, you're not like the others. You're different. What? Yeah. What does that mean? Please expand on that, Karen. I need to know. I had like, a how- I had a conversation with oh, this girl through Facebook. Facebook is where I try to stay off Facebook now, but I just I had deleted to- a Facebook. <laughs> I had I to say it. something because she, she was literally like a friend of a friend. You know her. I'm not saying her name on here, but she was a okay. friend of a friend that I only hung out with because she is just in the mix. Like I mean, I think I've hung out with her like two or three times at various events but it's not like I'm calling her up like hey girl let's go to lunch or whatever she always gave me weird vibes and I'm pretty sure I cussed out her husband before before for saying something racist but I noticed she was like sharing Black Lives Matter stuff on Facebook you know everything was good um when Pride started she was like um if you aren't if you haven't been posting about the black lives matter movement like you don't deserve to celebrate pride at all like you know she seemed like she was really down for the cause and she even shared like a little martin luther king post about peace i'm like okay whatever scrolled a little bit more next post was a video of somebody running over protesters on the interstate it's a video of a man in a pickup truck running over protesters in the interstate. She shared it and captioned it saying that she would do the same thing because they what? were blocking because they were blocking uh, I, was, I was like getting mad again thinking about it but she said that she would do the same thing because they're blocking um, people's way to get to work and to get medicine and you know you, you can protest but don't protest like this because if you run up on my car with my baby in it I'm running you over like and so oh I commented and I said you got some nerve sharing this right after you share something about Martin Luther King like don't don't do this like you know better and honestly if this is the way you feel fuck you like and I mean that with the <laughs> utmost disrespect like the utmost disrespect fuck you and I posted that comment and I went about my day and I didn't un- unfriend her right away because I, I wanted to argue I was in <laughs> I was in the mood to argue <laughs> so I left it up and she replied and she was like you're telling me hold on let me do the accent Oh my God. So you're telling me that if you're in the ah! car with your kid and some protest runs up on you like this, you're just going to sit down and let them attack your car and your property with your kid. You you're not a mother, so you don't understand. But I've hung out with you. You know me. You know I have black friends. My husband's yeah. best friend is a black friend. And oh. you want to come on my post and tell me to fuck me? Fuck you. And she was, like, going off, like, trying to say that, you know, she has mixed people in her family. You know, the whole regular Uh, rundown. My family, yeah. And I was like, girl, I do not know you that well. And you do not know me that well. You told me everything you need to tell me in that post. I'm not talking about hypotheticals. I'm not talking about what if. Because, honestly, if I come 
across the protest, or I'm more likely to get out of my car and be in the protest than to run my ass through it. <laughs> what kind of sense does that make? Like, <laughs> you're oh asking the wrong person. And so I said, you know, I stand by my statement and, um, you know, have a good day. I'm friendly. Just went on about my day. <laughs> First of all, when did you get good at accents? <laughs> like, I feel like you practiced that in the mirror or something. I don't practice. But I'm just oh it a lot. Like, you know, oh you know. God. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm still here, Tyler. I haven't left yet. Like, I'm good God. Wow. Yeah. I don't know why I'm even surprised. Like, like I said, family members are like, like, I, yeah. Like that. Oh, and and I told yeah. her, I was like, how do you think your family members would feel? That those black people mm-hmm. that you claim to love so much, how do you think they would feel to see you posting about how you're going to run them over if you're, if they're ever in your way to stop you from getting to Target or wherever you're trying to go <laughs> because <laughs> they're protesting the wrong way? Oh. I need you to tell me after this who, who you're speaking of. Oh, I will. Um, <laughs> okay okay good but wow yeah though that's the biggest reason i don't have a a facebook i had a facebook maybe a year ago and i saw some some racist shit and i don't even remember what it was over i mean racism's always around there doesn't really have to be a reason apparently they'll find one but yeah that's uh that's some bigotry if i've ever heard it yeah so that's yeah that's my favorite form of activism just cussing people out on the internet but I love. I mean, that's honestly really effective. People, people who you know, we live on the internet now, so make it an unsafe space for them, and uh, that's that's a good day. It's a real good <laughs> when day. I have the mental energy to do it, you know, I'll go for it. But sometimes, most of the time, I'll like let it go, or I'll say like one thing, and then I won't check back because at the end of the day, I really don't think anybody is going to completely change their views just because I said something in their Facebook comments. But yeah, you know, it's, if it's somebody who really cl- like is trying to be, who claims that they're trying to be a part of the movement, like they're trying to be quote unquote on our side, like mm-hmm. I need you to realize that it takes more than you just saying Black Lives Matter. Like you actually have to meet, know yeah. what that means, and knows what your part is to make sure that actually happens. So. My, 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 my role in the activism has pretty much just been like from, from the outbreak of COVID to this, like I'm just constantly sending just really like long links and like (laughs) tweets and just like petitions. And I'm just, I'm like, Hey guys, I know you're, I know you're tired. Like I, I get it. I hear you. I'm, I understand. And I, uh, I respect and can admit I'm only half black. So I have the privilege of being lighter skinned and I resent that shit more than anything honestly because I feel like it makes them feel uncomfortable around me Mm. which is disgusting to be like and not my white friends I'm speaking about just like white people in general Mm -hmm. to be more comfortable to say shit to me like about the black lives like about black lives in general like just saying stuff to me that they would not say to a darker skinned person because they think that I'm more approachable and I'm like what it what is that so yeah if you want to say that to me if you want to come and i'm not even going to quote things that have been said to me because it's just like we're 32 minutes in and i'm just i got other things to talk about (laughs) but like it's just i think that it goes back to using your privilege where you can you have the benefit of having a very supportive platform so you're using that to get your art out and you have this opportunity that you fell into because of your skill and because of your obtained talent and your hard work and you're using it and you're out there and you're doing what you can and you're just going to continue to do more i have you know some supportive white friends so like i guess like i'll just use their retweets until i i'll write it out until i die but like i'm i'm currently trying to do the whole uh i'm writing i wrote a bunch of poems i wrote like 24 I think 25. I wrote another one last night that I'm just going to kind of give to people who really buy anything that supports the movement. So if that's signing petitions or donating to the various funds that are available and out there, um, I think I'm going to put a link in the bio for that. Or just if they purchase any of the merchandise that you, how much money have you raised with your um, your merch? Okay, so um, I've done two separate things. My first thing was um, the face mask um, that says, if it's not the virus, then it's violence. It's based off the illustration I made um, with, and I collaborated with my friend Katie, and those raised, those raised $600 because the first 
50, we donated 100% to the George Floyd Memorial. We did a restock, mm-hmm. and that one is going to be 25% of the profits. We'll go to, we haven't decided, I think it's the, still the George Floyd, Floyd Memorial, but there's a lot of things that are no longer taking donations. So I'm kind of like trying to research where the best place to send the money to, like where the money is going to do the most good, you know, because the Minnesota Freedom Fund um, doesn't take donations anymore. The Black Voices Collective, they stopped taking donations for right now. So um, that's the same thing for my bonfire campaign. I So far, I have raised, and it ends today, I've raised $461.57. Um, wow. Yes. And that was going to go to the Minnesota Freedom Front Fund, but they stopped taking donations. So I'm researching to find the best places in my money. I'd love to go to one that's um, focused on Black women specifically. Um, <clears throat> so whether I decide to give some of the money to Breonna Taylor's fund or I haven't sure exactly, I haven't figured out exactly where I'm going to send the money yet, but. 100% of it have you, will go. Have you given any thought to starting your own foundation or fund to kind of money where you'd like to be putting the money or do you like being a freelance worker Ooh. right now? I do like being a freelance worker at the moment. Um, that's a lot of stress. But yeah. That's also a conversation for off, off the air, I yeah, guess. But. Yeah, I mean, I would love to do that eventually. Um, right now, I'm definitely would not be able to handle that myself. And I feel like there's just a lot of organizations that are established now that could use this money. Um, you know, because I feel like a lot of people are donating millions and millions of dollars to the same fund, and there's only so much they can do with it in two weeks, you know? Yeah. So being able to diversify where we're giving money to to make sure that every everybody is taken care of you know i think that it's really important to also kind of do what you're saying in like research because i don't think i think you're very right a lot of people are getting kind of swept under their foundations are getting swept away because i mean like so many donations are being made Mm -hmm. that there isn't it's like where do we put this and then also huge donations huge like giant chunks like your annual salaries are being donated and that's that's beautiful that's awesome that's the goal but i think it does make it hard to know what to do with things Mm -hmm. like that like where to put the money um but that's amazing that you've raised i mean a little over a thousand dollars total for everything that you've been doing that's that's incredible you should be really proud of yourself for that thank you thank you i hope to keep welcome thank you (laughs) i'd love to keep this as something that's like permanent too like i feel like if there's something like if there's a design that i can dedicate always donating 25 percent of profits to something um i feel like that's that's something i need to just decide to do from here on out and I recommend that for any artist especially if you're making work honestly especially if you're a white artist that is making work for the Black Lives Matter movement or anything Mm -hmm. like that you really need to consider not making a hundred percent of a profit off you need to figure out how you're going to give back to the community that you're trying to support with the art because even though I love seeing white artists create arts that uplift black people and you know to show that you're a part of the movement if you're not donating any money then what's the point (laughs) so yeah Yeah. like you got to think about think about that too I don't know if they're white I've actually never seen their face but I mean we talked about their artwork the other day but Sarah Epperson Mm -hmm. um she's done a lot of activism based work like from Jane Fonda protesting and getting arrested to I mean she's like a whole George Floyd highlight on her page but she's done a really good job of like making sure she uses her voice for you know what is the what what the fucking point of it is is just to like get a voice and a message and a true direction like across I think that's really interesting I think she's white I'm not sure I, I yeah again I haven't seen her face but do you have any artists that you like wanted to give a little shout out to other than you know your, yourself because you're you're doing it <laughs> yes, yes actually I do okay so as far as people who are making 
beautiful art that speaks to the movement. Um, okay, so my first one would be Dear Darling Design Studio. We'll link everybody's information in, in the comments, wherever we can link mm-hmm. it. Um, she is a artist and activist, and she also founded this page called um, Girls Making Mag- Magic, where she's been sharing... Um, a lot of other Black artists and Black illustrators. And I really like her personal work, but I also really like the way that she runs Girls Making Magic because um, they decided to dedicate all of their posts to Black artists. And they not only take the time to repost the work, but they actually take the time to like research things about them. Like they made a post about me. And instead of just like saying, hey, here's Tyler, here's her work. Like they actually took the time to like list all the different things that I make. Like they mentioned like the sneakers that I painted and the grad caps that I make and like all, you could tell that they actually took the time to figure out who I was as an artist rather than just let's post a black person on our page so people can't call us out. <laughs> Cause right. sometimes That's I feel awesome. like that happens. I really love um, their work. I'm trying to see. Also, I really love um, a Black artist that I'm really digging. Her name on Instagram is ARS with love. Her portrait of Breonna Taylor is beautiful. She also did one of George Floyd, and her work is just really, really good. And I love her voice and her style. Nice. Okay. I like that. I, yeah, we'll definitely be including the uh, links or like even if they have like link trees like in our bio um, for the episode. Um, do you have, you were mentioning the other day about a artist who kind of was getting backlash or outed by a model for kind of pandering and doing some performance art. And you said that there was more you'd found out on that story. Oh, wanna... oh yes. Let's, let's deep dive into believe it or not there is drama in the instagram art community um i don't i feel like that that seems really believable (laughs) (laughs) like i feel like that 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 could be a petty place possibly so um there's a lot of pages if you're an artist you know there's a lot of pages that um is solely dedicated to reposting other people's work to kind of get them more exposure to get them more followers to like curate a space for creatives to find each other, just like an art sharing platform. So one that I follow is called Women of Illustration and it's, you know, exactly like it sounds, just a bunch of women illustrators. But what I didn't know is that people pay to be on this page and I've never heard of that before. So um, I did some more research and it's run by um, this girl, well, this lady, Named Dina Rodriguez. Re- Dina Rodriguez. Are you having a stroke? <laughs> I hope that you can edit that out. But <laughs> Dina Rod- Rodriguez. Rod- Why can I not say Rodriguez? Rodriguez. I don't know. I got to keep it now. Can you say it? <laughs> Rodriguez. Yes, that is her name. <laughs> <laughs> And I have followed her, I'd follow her work um, too, but I never necessarily knew that the both the pages were connected. So Dina makes a lot of feminist-based work. She makes a lot of, you know, work about like sex and weed and female empowerment. empowerment. So um, I kind of was expecting her to make some Black Lives Matter related content. I was kind of waiting on it, but I never really saw it. Um, I try not to keep tabs on people like that, but you know, you just kind of keep it in the back of your mind where like, oh, you'll mm-hmm. you'll make art about, you know, feminism and the pink pussy hat movement. But uh, when it comes to Black Lives Matter, you don't got nothing to draw. You don't, you don't <laughs> got nothing to draw? Okay. Ain't nothing for you to illustrate? Okay. And so, um, the, um, Okay, so Dara from Dear Darling Design Studio decided to kind of bring that to Dina's attention. And these are two white women. Um, So Dina decided to bring it to her attention, kind of say like, hey, why haven't you made any art about the Black Lives Matter movement? You seem to use a lot of Black people in your art when you're trying to promote diversity and you claim to be, you know, really diverse. You claim to care about these things. Maybe you should make some art to speak to your black audience and Dina replied and kind of was like um f you like I'll do what I want like (laughs) you don't tell me what I should draw what I shouldn't draw 
and mm-hmm. blocked her. But the next day, she did create some art um, that was, you know, decent. It didn't seem like it didn't take her a long time to do, but she, you know, she she made a little portrait. It's of a black woman, and she uses a lot of lettering in her work. So the lettering says, "Don't ignore something because it makes you uncomfortable." So it's not like it's. 100% like screaming anything like anti-racism but you know she's she's kind of touching on the subject so after she made this artwork she also has a patreon with uh what she calls a secret podcast which she gets on there she just talks about whatever she wants and you pledge a dollar and you get to listen to the podcast um she talks about the situation on her podcast and me being the nosy person I am I paid a dollar so I could listen to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> And it was that it was that important to me to get into the. Bottom. I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, on the podcast, like this was literally like right after she posted her, you know, don't ignore something that makes you uncomfortable piece, and she kind of was saying how political art get to like when you make something that's political, you get a lot of attention from it, and you get a lot of engagement. And that's what she was really kind of focused on more than the fact that you need to be making something just because it needs to be said. She seemed to be focused a lot on the money part of it. A lot of her brand has to do with teaching creatives how to make money off their work, which is great, which is fine. Obviously, I'm all for that. But she definitely does brag <laughs> about the fact that she's trying to make $100,000 a year of art. And she's like really close to her goal. And, you know, it's obviously that she's making a good living and a good profit off of this. So when she decides to sell prints of this work and she's only donating like 25% to the Black Lives Matter movement or she's, um, you know, kind of promoting her other work and it makes it seem like it's just very beneficiary, beneficial to her to make this more than I'm just putting this out because I want to support. And I don't know, I feel like that just really makes me look at artists differently. I feel like you are people in general who are doing stuff like this, like people who are making t-shirts, people who are trying to capitalize off of this movement more than help and the whole situation just kind of made me realize that you kind of gotta look at everybody twice sometimes you know even if you want to if you want to look at me um I have not made a profit off of anything that I've done quote-unquote political or activist art so far I've gotten exposure sure but uh, monetarily, I haven't really made made any money because I've put the, I've put every I've donated everything um, because I, that's what I felt like I needed to do um, just to be I don't know just to feel good myself. I would not feel good spending money that people gave to me. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I'm not trying to, like, sell poetry right now. I'm just like, if you did something for it, then please just show me and I will give it to you for free. Because, like, to profit off of pain just does not seem That's, yeah. Right. To pro- and I didn't want to profit off of a trauma because, honestly, it's my trauma, too. Like, I'm not really trying to yeah. sell this and to see other people try to profit off of it. It's just a little, it's a little gross sometimes. And I'm not saying that. It adds that, to the gentrification. Yes. And it makes me feel like you're only, you know, including Black people in your art because you know it'll sell. Um, you know, because sometimes I, I'll look at her illustration and I was like, that kind of looks like a white person painted brown. I feel like she just mm-hmm. took the same Oof. white person she's painting brown. And it's like little <laughs> stuff like this kind of always, like it it just highlights a lot of things that you're just like, oh, okay. I, I see the type of person you are. And mm-hmm. I don't even know if I want to support it. And it's like, it's crazy that this it takes this situation for people to really start showing their true colors because you'll you know people will post all day about things that are directly related to them and that directly affect them but when it comes to like standing up for other people that's when it's like "Mm, I don't know if I want to use my platform for that Uh, <laughs> I just get so I get so mad when I think about that because like yeah that's I mean you're you're 100% right I've seen a lot of people who like I, I said from the beginning do not use your OnlyFans to promote for this movement I will beat your bare ass <laughs> if you come at me and you're like 
and you're like, hey, will you like? I'm giving everybody like 50% off if they donate to like, no, shut, no. I understand activism is like what you make it, but like, I feel like you're profiting off of it mm-hmm. right now. Like that, if you're profiting off of that, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I get that people have to eat. I get you have to feed your family. You have to put food on the table. That's respectable. And I'm never going to tell you not to do what you need to do. But like, it is what what we were just saying. There is a profit of that pain. There is a, a gentrification of the pain. And it also is like, it's kind of like, enough, it's just salt to a giant ass wound that is only just now being cared for. You know, like, I don't know. It's just... It's a mess. Everything's yeah. a damn mess. Because eventually, you know, all those brands post posting black squares will go back to posting, you know, those racially ambiguous girls with, you know, that um, it could possibly be black, but you're not really sure. Like, you know, like everybody will go right back to, you know, their old ways. So I've, I've taken note of it. Like, I feel like people say cancel culture does not work, but... I, I feel like canceling somebody has to be individual, like has to be within yourself. Like me, I love Chick-fil-A chicken. Chick-fil-A chicken is delicious, but uh, it's not good enough for me to keep eating there after. No. <laughs> after no. the, like, how the, not only how they responded to the coronavirus, just like how they keep donating money to anti-LGBT organizations. Like, I just, I just can't sit with myself and eat that chicken anymore like I can't Popeye's is great <laughs> Popeye's, Popeye's is delicious is and I feel like it's I just was, what yeah. you decide personally that you want to cancel like I feel like I feel like this is a good time for everybody to kind of reevaluate their moral compass and figure it's out a good what time is to important to you what, or what individuality is right Ooh, because right. for so long to jump into Oh, my friends are, like, rioting. Let me go riot. Oh, my friends are, like, you know, freaking... Like, you you can't... Do not just jump on the bandwagon of the Black Lives Matter movement because you feel like you're just supposed to. Do it because you care. Do it because you have the intention of truly making a difference, of truly protecting your fellow man or woman. Do it because you truly want to equal and better tomorrow. Don't just do it because you feel like, oh, that's the new wave. Because you know what? Racism has been the wave of this country since it began. Racism has been what bled our country to the soil that it is, that we pillaged and raped and got, we didn't do it. I don't know why I'm saying we. I mean, I guess they. half of my lineage did, they did it. And you know what? I'm a, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in, in, in the spiritual aspects of everything in this world. This whole thing is a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Everything that is happening is way overdue. This soil is soaked in blood. It is soaked in lies and torture and deceit and like you know it just and i often think about the what is her name madame lebeau Mm -hmm. in new orleans the woman who had the slaves the one that american horror story put a big emphasis on where she tortured them and she like mutilated them and bathed in their blood you can bathe in a black person's blood but they are of no use to you further you think that they give you youth and you it's just there's just a never-ending cycle of a hierarchy of man that just does not make sense and it seems to be innate and it seems to be born into like an evil that is born into certain lines of people and it just doesn't just just be a good person just care care and take note like you were saying take note of those who are not caring because if they don't care about black people today will they care about you tomorrow if you don't agree with them like that's what i don't think people really are putting two and two together like it doesn't matter it is not about somebody being black. It is about them wanting to be better than somebody else. Them wanting more and more and more. It's the yeah. gluttony of man and them not understanding that there can be something for everyone. If you have a seat at the table and shut the fuck up for just one second, just like, I, I don't know. And listen. I think that and listen. people just don't. And like, I know a lot of white people are just like afraid of change. Like they feel like uh, being equal to black people would like make everything like the world just turn upside down and literally it will that's why we're doing that like it needs to be yeah, it down. needs to change like when you're accustomed to privilege equality feels like discrimination like it feels like somebody is taking some something from you when really there's it's not about taking anything it's about giving so everybody's on the same 
queen. Y'all all want to celebrate Thanksgiving, but nobody wants to give. Nobody wants to talk about why we have Thanksgiving. Like, you know, uh, you know what well, I mean? Like, yeah. people, white people love the Macy's Day Parade. <laughs> but, like, what is that? Like, why, why are you sitting there? I, I don't know. And I don't want, and you and I, we both have um, white friends. And we do. You know, I hey, think, white friends. I know y'all probably listen we to We love this. you. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's 54 minutes in. I hope you guys stayed. <laughs> We, love we do y'all. love you, but we do appreciate Shout you. Out Please to y'all. keep moving your signs. <laughs> Shout out to my roommates. I love you guys. Don't kill me in my sleep. I love you. But like, it, it's important that you know that yes, your voice matters and everything that we're... If you feel like we're attacking you in this, then reevaluate if you're the problem. Mm-hmm. Because nothing we've said should offend somebody who does not feel negatively towards this movement, negatively towards people of color, or negative towards women who are trying to use their voices because they are of color to protect themselves and those who are like them and those who aren't like them, like who aren't. Like, if you are offended, then you are possibly a part of the problem and you need to reevaluate. Yeah. And I will say, like, so. my my white friends, I've noticed, I haven't had anybody reach out to me and be like, what can I do better as a white person? Like, I haven't had what that. What the hell? <laughs> you haven't had that? No, I guess because I give off the energy that if you ask me, I'm going to block you. But, like, <laughs> I will say that I really respect, like, especially, like, Kennedy. I see her. I know that, you know, there are people around her that do not agree with her. But she, you know, mm-hmm. she knows exactly what she stands for. Like, she texted me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she texted me the other day. And she was like, me and Grace are watching, you know, a different movie every night to educate myself about, like, what's going on. Aww. Like, she's watched 13th. And, like, ev- literally everything. And it wasn't, like, me telling her, hey, you should watch this movie. She did it on her own because it was important for her to, like, understand what was going on so she could better yeah. help the movement. And stuff like that, I always appreciate because it makes you feel like they're not just doing it so you won't get mad at them like so you personally won't get mad at them like they're generally because I had to learn my own history on my own I had to go out and search that information myself so if you want to learn too you have to do the same thing I'm not going to spoon feed you the the information unless I'm getting paid to so my roommates, uh, Liz and Nell, they went protesting with our friend Maddie. Um, or they're all my friends. I don't know why I call them my roommates. Anyways, but they went protesting um, with our friend Carl, who is a dark-skinned man in his mid-20s, who is on his way to moving to Texas, which I'm terrified of, but that's fine. Um, that's his journey. <laughs> he, but <laughs> they all went, and they made signs, and they went, and they, they, like, they rioted. They went down... Um, they went downtown and they were out there while I was at Target because I I need money and I hate selling my soul to the devil like that. But I mean that's what that's where I was. I mean, the bills I get paid. The bills do have to be paid. Thank you, Tyla. They do. <laughs> <laughs> but I yeah, no, they went out there and they it was very I liked the way they handled it because none of them said something to me like we hope you know we're doing this for you. And like that, I respected the fuck out of that. Cause they, it was like, they knew that they didn't need to say that to me because it's common decency. Not that if people are reaching out to me that they don't know that. It's just like, it's nice to have that type of approach to it where it's like, they aren't doing it to appease me or to make me feel comfortable. They're doing it not even just for me, but just for people in general. Yeah. And, I really and it just makes you feel like, that. you know, that's the one less conversation I have to have. <laughs> exactly. Like I know I don't have to address that with them. I'm, this is a safe space, I guess one of the few but um wow yeah so i i really i'm i'm proud of you and i'm proud of this and i think that this is a good way to to start what we're doing and i i'm really looking forward to being able to continue to give a spotlight to artists and to give a spotlight to what's going on in the world because i think that you know no matter where you are right now this affects you somehow Mm -hmm. and this is not even the worst of what's going on in the world this is definitely an association but I mean what's going on in Yemen like I, I everything a lot of things are just not are not well nothing is well but things can be right we just have to keep keep up the good fight I didn't mean to rhyme but I had to I had to finish it um, <laughs> um, she literally couldn't help it <laughs> I literally could not <laughs> but um yeah I'm, so, I'm really proud to end things off yeah um what has let's let's end it off with a little positivity <laughs> I, I would love that 
So what has been inspiring you lately? Like what or who has been inspiring you lately? Um it, it isn't a who. It, it's I've been really taking a lot of time um to myself to get more in tune with my my spirituality i've been really this whole time is the age of aquarius is definitely upon me um i've invested in my spirituality as far as like getting more candles i built my first altar which i'm really excited about um got a couple new decks and i've just kind of been just really in-depth researching like as much as i can about my ancestry without giving my dna to the government um, <laughs> because <laughs> I'm terrified of that I want to know so badly but I'm so scared I'm really I'm afraid even though I know somebody's probably already dicked me and put their stuff in there I just I, I want to know more about where I come from on both sides um but yeah just kind of really doing a lot of self-reflecting and trying to figure out why I am the way I am and who I am and what that means for me moving forward in a world that looks like this so um for me the inspiration is really just coming from self-reflection so just that writing more um i really am excited if you're listening to this and you've purchased any of tyla's work or you've made a donation or you signed a petition please comment on our post or send me personally a dm at crab shell on instagram or um twitter r-a-b-c-h-e-l-e um just send me a screenshot and i will either personally personally deliver you um uh 24 poems written um i'm not gonna lie to you they're very black america um so <laughs> if you're uncomfortable with that please don't come to me if you're uncomfortable with that and um if you don't live locally then i'll probably just i'll shoot you a an, uh, a nice little email of them or i can mail you a hard copy we can talk but um yeah i just a lot of self-reflection how about you which what are you up to other than you know everything <laughs> um i've been i've been trying to uh take a lot of time to um myself instead of trying to work on things for other people all the time just trying to Mm -hmm. like log off um stop reading tweets stop being on instagram and just like listen to some music use my little coloring books that i have and just like decompress so lately um i really have been listening to chloe and hallie's ungodly hour album the whole thing front to back on repeat like i love that album so much so 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 yeah so the other day i listened to it and i literally just colored in a page in one of my coloring books and i listened to it probably like twice and finished it and it was just like it was just so peaceful like it was so i put my phone on do not disturb like it was (laughs) it was so nice to like not think about anything because you know sometimes when you're because I've been making like a lot of things for other people which is great which just means you know I'm making money it's a good good thing but it also is very draining sometimes and kind of it's exhausting so just doing that just gave me like a breath of fresh air so I'm definitely gonna like take literally schedule time to do more stuff like that um but yeah their album specifically is what has been inspiring me I like that I, yeah, I, I have a playlist that I listen to when I'm meditating or like pulling cards and it's called uh, Casting Calls and I added most of the album to that like for my like guided like meditation time because it's like it's such a good empowerment time like like that whole album very like bop start to finish. And the little, like the little sprinkles I, of the Beyonce vocals in the background like you hear them like uh, you hear, it's like a little yes oh, I love it. <laughs> It's like she trained us to pick up on her, like even in the echoes. I love it. Like, yeah. who, I, I love your coloring too. to the intro of that song, like on mm-hmm. repeat. Like, what? <laughs> who listens to the intro on repeat? Me, <laughs> you, extra. I love it. You know who you are, you know what you like. <laughs> well, um, I was wondering if we could have the last minute of the podcast kind of just be a moment of silence and memory and respect and just awe of all the lives that have been lost and affected over the last, I mean, centuries of time, frankly, but then also the last six months of COVID and activism Mm -hmm. and police Mm -hmm. brutality that is finally being shed light upon again after, you know, a, a very silent long era of them getting away with it and I I'm just I think it's you know a good way to start and a good way to end it is just to kind of give them a moment of peace
Okay, well, I think that that was a very good first episode, and I know that we're both looking forward to talking to you guys soon. So stay safe and be well. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning in for Gallery Girl Radio Frequency. If you're looking for more Gallery Girl goodness and all things creative, check out our Instagram at Gallery Girl Radio for updates and original content. Until then, keep checking back for more episodes.